everyone. This is the Inclusion Podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Costin here for episode 21. And today I am with Cheryl Knizel and we are talking about the art of seeing our students. Um, so before I jump in with Cheryl, I want to tell you a little bit about her. So I met Cheryl, I don't know, maybe three years ago in Wisconsin, and she is an artist extraordinaire. She is somebody who does what's called sketchnoting. And sketchnoting is the art of putting big ideas down on paper in ways that make a lot of visual sense. So I had been at a presentation where I was presenting. I was a presenter and Cheryl was behind me taking visual notes. Some of you might have seen her work before. Um, her website is called Meaningful Marks. And um, basically, she's all about visual representation. She has been an art educator for 27 years and works in uh, the city of Milwaukee. She is a nonstop drawer. Uh, she's somebody you have to become Facebook friends with, so I'll get to that later, because um, she draws things every day that are very meaningful to me. She's a curious learner. She's someone who's always learning, and she's a lover of beautiful questions and beautiful things and beautiful color. Um, and she's a good friend of mine and a thought partner. So this morning, Cheryl and I were talking and we were having a conversation. And again, I was like, oh, I want to have this conversation on the podcast so everybody can hear Cheryl's way of thinking. So let me first say welcome, Cheryl. And I'm so glad you're with us today. Julie, it's absolutely an honor to be here. And I love uh, sharing just how we can uh, be better teachers and, and build relationships in our classroom with all learners. Thank you. So um, so excited. I want to start with just something that I think will be easy entry point for you and not for the rest of us. <laughs> so my first question is really, how does sketch noting first, what is sketch noting, right? And then how can it help us as inclusive educators? Sure. So sketch noting is really just using images and text to uh, make meaning from anything that you're either reading or hearing anywhere, not necessarily in a classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I use sketchnoting uh, when I first discovered it or knew the name of it. Mm -hmm. I realized right away as a teacher that it was a huge literacy tool and that how it could be a tool that could really be another entry point for students that might struggle with use of language, um, mm -hmm. verbal or written. So it helps when students can use images to demonstrate their understanding, it is just another way to use it, the visual language to show what they know. They may not have the word for a concept, but they may be able to draw the concept, mm. whether it's literal or abstract. So that um, has been a great use of it in my classroom. And thankfully, it's actually leaked out into a, their uh, regular classroom because I teach elementary arts. So Mm. Uh, yeah, it's been just a, a great literacy tool. Yeah. And so I know from being at a presentation where you're doing very large visual notes. So you're writing down everything that's being said in visual form. I love watching the audience and they often come straight up to you and just say, teach me how to do this. I want to know more about this um, because for some of our brains, visual note taking makes more sense than written note taking. And I'm going to say that those brains are people who typically often don't succeed in schools because schools have been such a textual basis. Uh, every school system has a really 
reading and writing component to it. And so this gives another way to look at it. And for people who don't know what access points are, access points are essentially ways to help me describe it, ways to access, but get con Yeah, entry points where students can, um, you know, find ways where they're comfortable expressing themselves. It may not be text, so it might be visual or it might be more mm-hmm. auditory. So that scaffolding of learning only, I think of it more as scaffolding of doing so mm-hmm. that they can be participants in the learning where they, where it helps them access it at their level or their comfort level, really, um, when it comes to students, you know, whether they're on the spectrum or, um, you know, just need some, some supports in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. So I'm, I forgot to mention to our listeners that we're both at home. So we're, you're going to hear things buzzing and beeping. And my cat has now decided to walk in and meow loudly. So that's just the lovely noises of our own homes. Um, so visual notes and um, sketch noting are really important to think about as a useful tool in inclusive schools. And I just want to make sure that people are understanding how that could be. So I'm going to give an example. Let's imagine there's a lecture going on about causes of a war. Instead of like when I went to school, we were expected to outline those causes in a real linear fashion. But if given a blank piece of paper and the tools to sketch note, meaning tools, um, a little bit of instruction, students could instead draw their notes visually. And now they've got a representation that not only makes sense to themselves, but really helps them with memory and and remembering things. Absolutely. In fact, the brain science behind using visuals with text is so compelling. Upwards of students will remember 30 to 50 percent more information if they are able to draw a little picture. And, And the pictures are definitely not art. They're really just getting their ideas down on paper Um, and making personal meaning with those. So, you know, when I work with it in my classroom, um, I teach third through fifth graders to do it. Mm -hmm. And we listen to a short podcast and they draw. And I, we all think in pictures. So when I ask them to listen, I ask them to really just be mindful of the movie that's going on in their mind while they're listening. And then the second time we listen, they draw it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it doesn't matter if I know what the picture is. It matters that they know what the picture is because it's their personal connections and meanings that will help them remember the content. And Mm -hmm. I always tell them when you go, the idea is that when you go home, um, you can tell an adult at your house what the story was about because you can remember the picture you drew Mm -hmm. and that's enough. Um, So uh, yeah. And, Kids are natural drawers. Any kids are natural drawers. We draw before we write. In fact, letters are really just drawings Mm. um, where we assign meaning, further meaning to them. So it's it's a really natural form of expression and a way to make sense. So it should be involved in drawing. And I've used, uh, I've had so many great successes with students on the spectrum Hmm. or students with dysgraphia and dyslexia. For some, it can be just transformational in their learning and their ability to um, make meaning from a class. So I've got a lot of parents that listen to this podcast and they're usually parents of kids with disabilities. And the reason they listen is because they're learning about creating more inclusive opportunities. So parents are often sitting with kids doing homework. Um, What's a quick and easy way. So let's, let's imagine I was just doing the periodic table with my daughter. Um, That's an example, or you could think of a different one, but what do we tell our kids when it comes to 
helping them feel comfortable representing their ideas visually? Oh my gosh, that, that right away when you were talking about um, the periodic table, like uh-huh. encourage them to draw, encourage them to make funny pictures to help them remember. Like I just, what came to mind was H2O, like the uh-huh. sofa water. Encourage them to like make the O into something silly, but link it to what the meaning is. So there has to be water. How can you make the H into a water? How could you draw that? Because the time spent um, making meaning around that and moving their pen on paper is actually ingraining it and helping them with dual coding um, to have a couple drawers later to go find that out in their brain. They can find the part where um, the visual is stored, the actual drawing a goofy face on the O, mm-hmm. or they can find it in um, the actual you know meaning of the letters, but you're just increasing that way to, to remember. So encourage margin, I think it's called marginalia, where you draw on the margins, encourage, um, you know, if they can't understand a concept, get a blank piece of paper and let's draw, draw what you understand. Because a lot of times even drawing out misunderstandings Mm -hmm. of the content can help you get to understanding the right, you know, the right concept or what needs to be the connections that need to be made. So, um, you know, encourage even sometimes it even just involves drawing shapes around, you know, what, what was important in that sentence. Mm -hmm. Let's draw a shape around that or pick three of your favorite colors and let's go, you know, draw into the text that we have to understand or what's important in this paragraph. Uh, So it doesn't have to even be really images. It can be using color and shapes around things to start with. Wow. And again, giving students different access points. I have students that, you know, will draw immensely detailed you know, sketch notes, but then I have other kids who really just can handle, they can just handle shapes around words yeah. or even, you know, drawing a flow like arrows to the next part that's important. Mm. So, you know, just encouraging to read with a pencil or make meaning with a pencil or pen is really important. Oh, that's awesome. So that's really helpful. And there was another whole reason that I wanted you on this podcast today, Cheryl, and it came from a discussion we were having today about a student named Jaden that you know well and has kept you up at night. Um, And so I'm just going to kind of set this up for listeners to know that, um, as many of you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about and talking about students who challenge us in many ways. And today, Cheryl told me the most beautiful story Uh, about a particular student and the ways that she sees the student. So why don't you start back, um, start from the beginning, kind of when the student came into your life and uh, what it meant to be a teacher for this student. So uh, one thing I want to say at the beginning is that I really, I know Julie talks about this a lot on our podcast about seeing our students in um, a strength-based way, yeah. uh, you know, just how are they smart, not whether or not they are, because all of our students are experts in something. That's what I feel, at least. Sure. Um, and it's our job as teachers to find that, learn that, and help them tap into that. Uh, so Jane came to my school mid, uh, partially into his third grade year a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, is an African-American kiddo with a great smile and a quick sense of humor Mm -hmm. um but he was having trouble transitioning to a new school Mm -hmm. and um and just figuring that out and what that looked like and our school is uh majority his class was majority white Mm -hmm. and um so third grade was a struggle we had some good power struggles in our (laughs) classroom and I over the summer started thinking like I need to figure this out and 
Uh, at the same time, concurrently, I had been working um, on my own learning and education mm -hmm. around unconscious bias and, um, you know, white privilege and a lot of other readings that I felt were just a good growing space for me personally. But also as I did that, I was realizing how it could really change the way I teach and it became um, transformational for me. There is a group of educators uh, on Twitter called hashtag clear the air who uh, involved weekly chats and book studies. Um, and so in those conversations, I started thinking, well, this is, this is the route I need to go with Jaden. I need to make sure that in my classroom, he sees himself and I see him. Uh, so what that led to was um, making sure that I was he was seeing himself on my screen when I do opening quotes. Uh, I usually have a quote, inspirational quote on the board, and then um, we have some icons. And I realized that I had uh, not been having as many authors of color or um, artists of color. So in fourth grade, so last year, I decided I was only going to have um, inspirational quotes from people like, you know, Marion Wright Edelman or Booker T. Washington or Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. And I would also have the picture of the author on the screen. Why did so you? Would, yeah, let me just interrupt you and ask, why did you make sure to put the picture of the author on the screen, too? You know, so I had an experience the year before um, when Jane had come third grade. Uh, I had a quote on the board by... Um, Maya Angelou, the one about, you know, people will forget how, what you say, but they won't forget how you make them feel. Yeah. And I had read it to my first graders and a first grade little boy who was, who was also African-American mm -hmm. said, well, I bet they're white. And it <laughs> just like punched me in the stomach. And I asked him what, well, what made him say that? Cause actually sh she's black. And mm -hmm. he said, well, all famous people are white. <laughs> and from then on, I, I, it, just stuck with me. And so then I decided, wow, it needs, our students of color need to see themselves, need mm -hmm. to see themselves in the books in our classrooms and in the artists we study and in the inspirational quotes. So um, I made the commitment just to myself that last year and this year, I would only um, use quotes from people of color and also make sure that the picture's there. And uh, so I also have um, some icons on the board, just kind of visual representations at the beginning of my expectations for class. Okay. And um, and so, you know, a little eye and an ear and a, um, you know, voices off kind of symbol and a, and hands together and a heart and a brain. And Jaden, um, we had gone back and forth and it, fourth grade was really hard and he would come in, I had his class after lunch. And if you've taught in a classroom, you know that after lunch is a tough time. Like stuff <laughs> happens on the playground and at recess and in the lunchroom and it all comes with them into my art room. So um, I'd get a lot of stuff and he would come in sometimes and just not be ready to learn. Mm. And it was a lot of um, hijacking the beginning of class. Jaden would show me with his behavior that he wanted attention. Yeah. And that was communication. <laughs> and uh, so I needed to learn how to read that and how to respond in a respectful way so that he felt seen. Um, so one day he came in and I could just tell by his body language and his face that he was, you know, gonna, he was gonna take some power if I wasn't going to give him some power. Right. Uh, I started to introduce to the class and he walked behind me by this, you know, by the smart board. And um, he finally got settled and we were going through the quote and he, um, 
He actually had, it was a Maya, another Maya Angelou quote. And I asked who, does anybody know who Maya Angelou is? And his back was to the screen and he whipped around and he said, Miss Case, she's a legend. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jane, like, I love her too. Like if she's like the, my top three people I'd love to have lunch with. Uh-huh. So we had that connection. And then we were doing the quote, the icons, I mean, and, you know, I called on the first student to read the first three and they're like, you know, eyes watching the teacher and ears listening and voices off. And I asked for the next three and I saw Jane raise his hand and I did that quick mental run through of like, okay, like (laughs) he could take this off the rails or not. Um, And if he takes class off the rails, it's going to take us like another 10 minutes to get back on track. And, you know, Mm. what do I want to do? And my gut said, just, you know, give him a chance. Um, so I called on him and he said, well, the, the hands, which are black and white, two hands, he said, the hands remind me of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, how little black boys and little white boys can work together. Mm. Uh, and then he said, the brain icon meant, you know, we need to think about our actions because they have consequences. So mm. think before you do something. And the heart icon, Mrs. K, he said, means that sometimes if you're feeling really sad or really alone, don't worry because God still loves you. Mm. And my classroom was silent, mm-hmm. silent. Uh, and I had shivers. And at the end of class, they were leaving and I quick cut Jaden. I said, I see you. And I have to tell you how brave and courageous that was that you shared that. Uh, and I asked if I it would be okay if I sent his mom an email just sharing what happened. Um, he was, you know, like a fourth grade boy. He's like, uh, sure. <laughs> um, but his mom actually emailed back that she had shared the email with her family and friends and their pastor. Um, because I had said, you know, he showed such leadership skills. He's just got such great potential. Um, you know, so we've continued to take three steps back you know, one step forward, that kind of stuff, the dance of building relationship. Mm. And um, Jaden continues to be really fascinated, interested in black history. So we talk a lot about that and who he knows and what he's learning. He's, you know, always learning about that. So I'm fascinated by that. Um, And it's just been a really important learning for me that I continue to make sure that students, uh, I see them where they're at and I, and I, verbalize to them the strengths that I see mm-hmm. like their art what's your art like if you're you know interested in black history that is your thing uh to quote Julie that's his jam <laughs> and it's my job to make sure that he sees himself how I see him as a leader mm-hmm. um especially because I fully expect someday he's going to be like leading a company or you know in office doing amazing things for the community um yeah. But it all goes back to making sure our students are heard, making sure they're seen, making sure they have um, positive ways to demonstrate their understanding um, visually, whether they're seeing themselves on the screen or they're writing and drawing it out um, and building a relationship with them. Because really, that's that's what it's about. 
That's so beautiful. I love kind of how you how you think holistically about what what's possible for the student. And I wrote down that you would put the dance of building relationships uh, because, you know, when I work with school systems, I can make it sound pretty quick and easy, like just do these simple things. And pretty soon you will have a good relationship. And Cheryl and I spent a lot of time talking about how that is true sometimes. And at other times you go backwards a long ways and then you go forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards. And um, one thing I really appreciate about you is that you stay really committed to this work. Um, I know we're almost out of time, but I'm going to ask one quick question if you can answer this. And it relates to um, the notes that you write to Jaden and why you do that. So I'll give the listener a little background. Um, Wednesday mornings, you're not teaching in school. So she has a 50-50 job um, share. And so when you're not in school, Wednesday mornings, you spend time doing what? So I have this year, my schedule is really packed. I have back-to-back classes, so I don't always have time to touch base with Jaden when he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in order to maintain the progress we have made, that uh, I wanted to find a way that I could still let him know that I see him. Uh-huh. So uh, I decided that each week after class, so I have him in, um, for art on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesday morning, I would sit down and write him a note. Um, whether I deliver it to his teacher's mailbox or I send it in the, I usually send it in the mail um, to just write what I saw. And some weeks are tough. (laughs) (laughs) Some weeks I have to write, I saw you struggling and I, you know, I was sad, but I see that at the end you got a class, you got it together. I make sure I find one one or two positive things. But as I've sent the letters, as I've sent them, Hmm. uh, they've just grown in positivity. Like, you know, and I don't, he never acknowledges, but like maybe once he acknowledged like, oh yeah, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I read it, Mrs. K. I'm not going to say though, Mm -hmm. but, um, and it, you know what, it it doesn't matter. Um, Mm -hmm. it matters that he knows that I see him and if he never even acknowledges, you know, the rest of his time in my art room, um, I'll know that, you know, I worked on that. He, my job was to help him see himself as a, as an amazing leader. Like I see him. Um, Mm -hmm. and it makes a difference. That makes a difference. So small little things. But a note from Cheryl is like an actual work of art. So it's not a small little note. When I write a scrappy note, it's a, it's just a scrappy note. But when Cheryl writes a scrappy note is like a thing to be, uh, hung on your wall. So besides the fact that you're spending the time and energy to see students, and to see them, I love what you said, the wholeness of every human and say, yeah, today I really saw you struggling, but thanks for pulling it together. Or I noticed, you know, how courageous you were. All those things help. Um, and whether or not he ever acknowledges it, I love just this idea of planting seeds in humans to yeah. say you are whole, you are beautiful, you are a leader and you are loved, um, which I can see that you do really clearly. So So thank you so much for sharing your time and energy today. If people are interested in Cheryl or her work, I have to give a plug. Um, She didn't ask me to, but I have to. If you want anything sketch noted, so if you're someone who does big presentations and you would like a visual representation of it, you have to contact Cheryl. Um, And also you can just see her work uh, on her website too. And she's got an Etsy site and all kinds of things that you're going to need to check out. Um, and Cheryl, your actual website is www.meaningfulmarks.net. Oh, okay. 
meaningfulmarks.net. I was going to say com. So meaningfulmarks.net. And so um, take a look at Cheryl's work, send her a note or, you know, a positive note about her work. I just am really impressed with who you are and who you're going to help so many uh, young people to become. So I'd like to say thanks to the listeners and thank you, Cheryl. And is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, yeah, I'd like to say go draw something today. And if you're an educator or a parent, encourage your child or your students to draw. Just let them draw. Oof. You'll be amazed. Huh. Yay. Okay. Thanks, Cheryl. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, you too.